Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. Hey, in this episode, we want to get to part two in what has been a two-part series, really where in the last episode, in part one, we looked back at the first half of 2022, really to answer the question, how did we get here? So why has inflation stayed elevated? Uh, What does that mean in terms of Fed policy, that they got more hawkish, rates went up, markets went down? So it's been a tough year in 2022, and that first um, episode, part one, um, basically covers how we got here. In this uh, episode, part two, we really want to look forward. We want to look to the second half of 2022 and beyond. And really, the punchline is we have an increasingly positive outlook when it comes to the markets. So let's start with, I guess, the economy. You know, we we started the year, I think most uh, investors and economists in the Fed, for example, all thought GDP growth in 2022 would be well above trend. But with all that went on, in the first half, we've seen the economy slowing, and yet most are still expecting positive growth. Now, I will say that there are some that are saying, no, we're going to have a recession. We might have some negative growth here. Um, and, you know, the bottom line is for us, we know we acknowledge that the, the possibility or probability of a recession has increased, but our base case still is the idea that a recession won't occur for the next 12 to 18 months Um uh, uh, or maybe even later. Now, we have a number of reasons for this uh, sort of still positive economic outlook, the idea of still positive growth. The first is is a strong labor market and almost excess demand for labor. So it's very unusual to have a recession when the job market is as, as strong as it is. Uh, the second is a consumer. The consumer continues to spend. They're, they're actually, sentiment-wise, things are a little bit gloomy, but Despite that, the consumer is still spending. Retail sales still are above trend. And so the consumer, which is a key part of the economy, is still very engaged. And then third are businesses. Despite, again, all the challenges uh, businesses are facing, when asked about whether they're contracting or expanding, um, more than half still signal expansion, which, again, is a sort of a basic measure indicating that it's likely the case that the economy is going to continue to grow. Now, That's all well and good, but we do have to be mindful that inflation remains elevated. What I would say, though, is we actually expect inflation to calm down or cool, really, for three reasons. The first is when we dig in on some key components, the most notable for sure is oil. Uh, Basically, prices are actually falling. So if we look at Brent crude, for example, as I record this, its high was back in March at $128 a barrel. Um... And when we look today, it's about it's trading at about 106. So that's about 17% decline in the price of oil, which of course affects things like gas. I think we've all seen prices fall a little bit at the pump. But also remember that energy is really a key input to a lot of other businesses. So this relief and energy, which we'll see if it continues, it could well continue, uh, is really sort of a, a, a help when it comes. Uh, to inflation. In any event, a second reason we think uh, uh, inflation could start to calm down are the, is the idea that supply chain pressures are easing. So there's a, an index, for example, produced by the New York Fed called the Global Supply Chain Pressure Index. And that's basically fallen from a peak back in December of 4.4, call it, down to about 
2.4. So that's a meaningful uh, improvement. Still not back to kind of total normal levels, but um, but in a very moved in a very good direction. And then I guess the final thing we're watching is the idea of break-even rates. So you can look at the market and see how certain securities price and get a sense for what investors are expecting about inflation a year from now, two years from now, and so forth. And when we look out a year from now for the next year after that, and then the next year after that, inflation is expected to kind of come down to about 2.4 to 2.6%. And then in that fourth year, the market's forecasting an inflation rate of 2.2%. So getting much closer to the Fed's 2% target, which, which we think is a positive. Now, interestingly, if inflation actually starts to calm down more quickly than the Fed is worried about or is anticipating, there's some chance, slight as it might be, that the Fed could back away from its hawkish policy. And that, of course, would be a positive for investors and probably drive the markets higher. Now, uh, another factor that we're watching as it relates to investment outlook is earnings. So essentially, as we look at consensus for growth in earnings, and we tend to focus as a good measure on the S&P 500, basically, it's still expected that earnings will grow 10% in 2022, and then 8.8% next year is the current forecast, and 8.4% in 2024. Now, that's a little bit above our long-term expected rate, as we look at it, of about 6%. Now, an an important sort of analogous data point that we watch as well is net profit margin. And in the case of the S&P 500, a recently published measure was 12.4%, which is above the five-year average of of 11.2. And um, and basically, it it will this print if it if it ends up being accurate, because I think it's an estimate right now, it would be the fourth highest net profit margin. Uh, since this series was first uh, measured in 2008. So again, profits are being maintained. Okay, so to kind of wrap it all up, let's talk about things from, therefore, from a perspective of having a positive investment outlook. Well, we know, for example, on the fixed income side that interest rates have risen, and of course that's driven bond prices lower. But when we think about a look forward, what the potential return on a fixed income investment might be, the idea of a yield it's sort of a reasonable measure. If you if you buy a bond, for example, and hold it to maturity and it's not callable and you get your principal back, that yield to maturity is basically the return that you would earn. So yield is sort of a good proxy for about what kind of return one might expect if interest rates stay level. And so right now, yields are just much higher um, on fixed income investments than they were because they tend to track interest rates. And so they make bonds looking forward a bit more attractive. Now, on the equity side, we're also uh, increasingly positive for a few reasons. First, with the bear market that we've experienced, valuations are that much more attractive, right? So it, the idea that when we look at traditional measures like PE, price to book, these are measures that uh, make stocks look a bit more attractive because prices are down and earnings are being maintained. Now, second, um, earnings growth is a, is a tailwind uh, to equities. And so even though they might slow a little bit, you know, we think they'll stay in the neighborhood or perhaps above our long-term 6% expected uh, average uh, growth rate. And then third, I think uh, another sort of tailwind for equities, if it happens, is if inflation's, inflation does cool a bit and the Fed backs off of its hawkish policy, then that, as I mentioned a moment ago, will certainly be met uh, uh, with relief for investors, and that will tend to drive uh, stocks a bit higher. 
So, hey, that's what we wanted to cover in this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, again, if you didn't check out part one from the last episode, I'd have you listen to that as well. And then and then this one uh, sort of rounds out the, uh, the views in terms of a look back and into a look forward. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.